Welcome back to another episode of Kin's Conversation. This episode is very special, one near and dear to me because as May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted to have a raw and open conversation about mental health. For today, I have with me a very dear friend, Cindy, who would like to share her story. So Cindy, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Cindy Hasmin Arias. Um, I was Washington born and raised, and I met Ken while taking photos and all stuff, and now we're best friends. I am a senior, and I go to University of Washington, and I'm very, I'm very honored to be here. Um, I've been struggling with mental health for the past two years now, and I want to talk about it. And I'm glad you're here. Like I was like, when this idea came to my mind, there was no other person than you, because like. It's hard to talk about these things, and I think both of us have struggled a lot with it, yeah. especially these past years, right? And then, so when I reconnected with you um, after I came back, I was like, trauma oh. bonding. <laughs> You're depressed, me too. No, for for the he- through the healthiest ways. Um, but I guess if you could share a little bit about your experience, like maybe a, we can start with. Um, like, like beginning beginning yeah like the g- general gist of it okay and then yeah we can go from there okay um so two years ago was my senior year and during false qu- like quarter it was horrible i had like two jobs college applications like homework and all this stuff and then i started feeling horrible like i had this horrible sitting stomach issue and everything mm-hmm. it went to the point that i didn't eat for like a week because i was just i was feeling horrible and all this stuff and i went to the doctor i'm like hey what's wrong with me i had like a headache i have like i feel so wrong like what's up with me and they did a bunch of exams like diabetes kidney and all stuff i even had an mm-hmm. ultrasound taken out on me yeah like they drew blood and all stuff trying to figure out what was wrong with me but she and she said that it was just like stress but i had that feeling my entire senior year but it got worse my freshman year at UW mm-hmm. that i was in class and i felt like someone was like choking me like i was out of breath and oh, i couldn't no. breathe yeah and, and then i went to my doctor and she told me that's panic attacks I was having panic attacks every single day at UW. For and, a year? No, so the, the first part, she diagnosed me with anxiety. Yeah. Turns out that was just anxiety and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I got panic attacks and all this stuff. So then she diagnosed me with mild OCD, anxiety, and a panic attack disorder. That is a lot. Yeah, I know. It sounds like, you know, like a McDonald's order. <laughs> like, hey, can I get the OCD? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was all that. And I was like what (laughs) what what did she say Mm -hmm. and for me I felt like a failure when she told me that because I'm like I can't be panicking like oh no do do you think okay before you were diagnosed and you had to go through this um that year how did you view mental health what was your experience with it mental health was like I knew it was there I knew it was real my Mm -hmm. sister works in the mental health um field and everything and like I just didn't know it could affect me, you know? Like, I know friends who, like, were affected by it and all that Yeah, stuff. but you didn't realize it would hit you. Hit me, as yeah. As it did. Yeah, I'm like, so, I just, like, I knew it was real. Like, I, I, I don't judge other people who have it. Yeah. But when I was diagnosed with it, I judged myself so harsh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, that reminds me of what my therapist was talking about today, actually. She was talking about how you see the world in a certain way and there's, like, a system for it, right? Yeah. But then... For some reason, you always think you're the exception to something, whether that's good or bad. And that's similarly to how you're like, wait, I don't judge other people for their mental health um, problems and what they're going through. But why am I judging myself? Right. Yeah. But it's okay. I guess our um, starting experience was a little bit different, like journey wise, just because for me personally, I felt like I always struggled with mental health like starting sixth grade Mm -hmm. sixth grade elementary I don't know why that year but I mean I think it has to do a lot with my upbringing right refugee um the camp moving loneliness independence all that the trauma being the oldest um but like since elementary school it was always just a weird sort of feeling that was always there but I always learned how to manage it because I had no other choice right um and then in high school 
it obviously got worse but I still learned how to manage it like I had more breakdowns that I called them mental breakdowns like literal breakdowns because what would happen is like my go-to spot for breaking down my bathroom like lock the bathroom turn on the water and just like cry because um I share a room with my grandma Mm -hmm. so I can't be crying like while my grandma is just like there snowing that's that's a little that's a little sad of a situation even though it has happened before (laughs) no you need a shower on put some sad music and like cry it out you can't be crying with the grandma no exactly so um it's always been like that and just like I thought I could keep that system going right of how I dealt with it um but I actually never got diagnosed until this previous year because in middle school um I tried to reach out for help with my primary care physician Mm -hmm. and um they said that I should be fine like they basically dismissed my concern and they were like if you're aware of it you should be fine and I was like what I felt invalidated yeah so then I don't know so it was just really hard for me to reach out but then as you know this past year has been an experience especially with my mental health so I've been um diagnosed with depression and anxiety just like clinical depression and anxiety yeah oh I later got diagnosed with that yeah (laughs) um yeah so it's been an interesting experience and I don't know I would have never expected to talk about it either um but I thought it might as well be time yeah um actually you totally forgot so you like mentioned something like you talked about it like you had that experience as a childhood yeah my doctor she came up to me she's like cindy i'm very concerned with you because she's like you're on a roller coaster of like stress you keep on going up and up pushing yourself pushing yourself and she's like cindy you're gonna reach that very top Mm -hmm. and you're gonna break and she was like cindy i think you should talk to someone and i'm like i don't have time (laughs) i cannot talk to someone she's like i'm very concerned and i did break and all that stuff but i'm very privileged privileged to have my therapist my doctor my family and friends to be able to surround me while i'm like yeah no i mean it's good that there's now at least like because people always talk about having options right especially when you're just in just your mind like surrounded Mm -hmm. by all your feelings like having options so that you don't bundle everything in and then break because that's how um that's how some cycles worked um, for me previously, it's just like, okay, you think you can handle it. So you bundle bundle it all in, whether that's inner conflicts, conflicts with other people, you keep bundling it in, and then it adds to your stress, all your emotions yeah. and everything. And then that's why you have, okay, maybe that's, that's one of the reasons why you may have a mental breakdown and because you need to release it. So I think that's why, um, like, uh, as an example therapy is one of the tools yeah. to just like make sure that you don't bundle all those up and crash yeah no totally um that i think that's where i felt like i was a failure that i couldn't keep it all bundled and all stuff you know mm-hmm. that i couldn't keep it together yeah but you're you're, you're human though, yeah right? i know it's just like you know immigrant parents you yeah. know i see my parents handle so much trauma but they're able to shove it in you know and i think that i, I think from when I grew up, I thought bravery was keeping it all in, not saying anything. But now I know bravery is asking for help. Saying, yeah. This is wrong. I need help and all this stuff. And I realized that, like, I am growing and evolving while my parents are kind of stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just holding it all in. Yeah. And can- not trying to process it. Yeah. Because I think that point of immigrant parents having to go through a lot, but still learning how to... Like, they know how to keep it in. They yeah. know they've dealt with it and suppressing is how they dealt with it but we can't do that because like um i don't know i'm not sure if it's because i'm i'm sure a part of um why we can't do the same is because of this communities we're surrounded by right we're growing up in a completely new environment we're being fed so much like different information 
so it's not the same as what like their environment yeah their mindset whatever they learned and it's like yeah because my mom like i told you it came to the point where i had to tell my mother that her daughter wanted to die like it was so bad and it was only recently that she expressed her like hopelessness and helplessness that she felt with my situation because she was like um like during the lowest part of this cycle this recent cycle i was in boston so she would try to call me every day and she would remind me constantly that she loved me and she was like are you eating well are you all these all these things and as a daughter you don't want to tell like show the most vulnerable part and like make your parents worried so you're like okay yeah i'm doing fine all that but it was so hard because i told you about the fact i couldn't eat and a tangerine and i cried because of that like it was so bad it uh, impacted my sleep obviously my relationships my what did i say my appetite, appetite yeah academic work Acadi- no academic work was so, <laughs> this is why i'm on a gap semester yeah this is why um and then okay but going back to the whole immigrant parent part like for them i think physiological needs the basic safety needs right are what's most important right like housing food yeah. shelter like same thing uh similar things um those like if you have those then you should be happy that's the the primary like yeah because our parents lack that you know yeah exactly and now they're like cindy you have all that how can you be unhappy and i'm like huh (laughs) but like there's so many like that's not the only thing for us yeah now now that we're in a new environment we have different aspects of different factors coming in our life you know not all depends um no bringing back to your point about like not wanting to live and all those stuff so for me it's just like i had that breaking point too and you t- you said like your mom was telling her to like that she loves you and all that stuff but for me when my family was telling that to me mm-hmm. i i told them like love isn't enough you know mm-hmm. for me it's just like it's not like, it's not that i feel don't feel your love it's just like i don't want to feel this way anymore i don't feel what ways depressed oh. i i don't want I don't want to feel this way. I know I can be doing more, but I'm not. I just feel horrible. I feel like, can I swear in this? Yes. I feel like a piece of shit. You know, I feel like a fuck up. And like, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, I don't. And they're just like, we love you, Cindy. And like, I know that, but that's not enough for me to be here. Do you understand that? Like, I, I, I wouldn't say I fully do, but I can see, like, I can understand partially. Yeah. Just because I think it's hard to describe what it feels like to be in that mental depressed state right but when you do feel that just like deep 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 sadness you never want to feel that way again like ever and you don't know how to comprehend like even explain that to other people and it's nothing personal for them because it's yeah because it's what you're going through so it's like it's hard to give an explanation to other people as well. Yeah. I would say that, um, but it sucks. It does. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I feel so. I feel like I disappoint my family all saying that. You know, to say that. Like, but in in that sense, you stood your ground, right? Because imagine if you hadn't, if you said something else. If you said, okay, I will accept your love, and this is the only thing i need to survive yeah no. wouldn't that lead you to a different route not here <laughs> no. I, I don't know what i don't know what route but a different route no i definitely would but, not be here yeah, but um i do want to recognize that like parental love um or just the love and support we receive from our friends and stuff is really really important and it is a privilege right it, it definitely is a privilege yeah and but sometimes mm, i don't know where i'm going with it it is a privilege but i don't know what is enough yeah and that's what i'm saying like i I feel like i have so much love and everything from everyone they don't want me to like be but like yeah 
it's not like it's not them it's just me it's just like you know, it, exactly it's 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 one of those it goes back to that cliche saying of the it's not you it's me yeah and all you need is love like oh yeah you need some other things um but something i got re- i got reminded of was when you were saying how you wanted to do all these things but you just uh yeah, yeah. just like not knowing what your potential is knowing what you're capable of what you're almost 100% is but not being able to reach it yeah and you don't know what to do about it i think that's so such a big part of um mental health depression anxiety yeah. whatever it may be and it's like it's so hard cuz right now um personally for me i'm going to therapy i'm so deciding whether or not i'm going to go on medication which is like a big decision cuz it's going to take it's going to take a while to yeah. for the medication to kick in and stuff if i decide um but currently as of where i am now i feel like i am functioning at 65% out of 100% of what i'm capable of and it's like i'm trying to give myself grace mm-hmm. and just like not be too hard on myself if i don't do everything i can cuz it takes yeah. a lot to yeah to function and the thing is just like remember like how can you be mad at yourself when you're trying your best yeah you know how can you like do you understand what i mean like yeah. you're just like you're doing your best you're doing it all yet you're still like it's just like be so patient be patient to yourself if you can be patient with your friends and family why not you that's the thing about the you think you're the only exception <laughs> to a rule which is like it's weird yeah. but it's hard to um unlearn yeah and no i totally get what you're saying because like what is it? in high school i was like doing two jobs freelance photography mm-hmm. babysitting top grades and all stuff and when i was in deep down depression i struggled to even take a shower <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck happened <laughs> what like you know like what happened to the original plot of the movie it's just like what i now struggle to take a shower like i'm thinking like 12 year old me would be so disappointed like what you're oh my struggling gosh. no but those are <laughs> so valid though right yeah because everything takes so much energy and um when you're when you're depressed that depression it takes up like half of it yeah. and it goes somewhere else. Yeah. So now you're left with 50% and trying to function off 50% of your energy is like um huh? Um but talking about energy reminds me of um how some people in my life have tried to uh rationalize it as something biological. Mm-hmm. Like my depression being biological. Um um mental like no like hormones yeah Mm -hmm. or like um and all that and i think it's very logical and i've gotten tests done for it i got my blood drawn everything my hormones are normal (laughs) so i'm kind of like huh what what else can i do yeah you know no so what's interesting is like for me when they told me like maybe my depression is for hormones i felt relieved while you feel anger for me i felt relieved to know it's just it's not me you know Mm -hmm. it's my brain but you feel anger to know that your entire issues just them like they're just like oversimplifying it it's like it feels invalidating mm-hmm. um and that's something i struggle with in terms of because i know that um we've talked about this before your your depression and my depression like it's it's different mm-hmm. um i don't know how to word i don't know how to word it but before we were talking about how it was like you know who you are but other people are saying otherwise oh yeah so yeah do you want me to like recap on that yes so i know i am motherfucking cindy has me and adios you know Mm -hmm. i am one of the baddest bitches around you know and and then i had my family saying cindy you're lazy you're tired you're like doing nothing and all stuff and you know my my family's when i was setting up boundaries to protect myself they're like cindy you're being selfish and everything and it just conflicted of what I thought of myself and what they were saying about me, you know. Mm-hmm. My parents were saying that I was lazy and doing nothing while I saw myself as being brave, you know. I'm finding I'm fighting the a disease that's saying kill yourself, kill yourself every day. Mm-hmm. And that makes me tired. I'm tired, but yet my parents said that I was lazy. 
and then I was putting boundaries up for you know to protect myself people were calling me selfish and everything I'm like I can't go out I need to protect myself you know I want to keep my energy and they're like you're being selfish and they're like what two things on that they don't see nor do they experience what you're going through so obviously they can't it's hard to understand and then the other thing is completely invalidate what I'm feeling yeah but also another thing this oversimplifying of mental health how do you feel about it so I think the explanation for me is okay but like oversimplifying it's just like it makes me angry because as you said like you and i have different depressions you know Mm -hmm. that we are suffering through the same illness is different for every single person yeah and oversimplifying generalizing it to like everything just makes me angry you know because like they have a checklist of it and Mm -hmm. if you don't fit it then are you really mentally ill you know stuff mental illness looks different every single one be like my my sister was like you know my brother's depressed like my mom be like why can't you do like that no we're different people Mm -hmm. and simplifying that you know it just makes you compare and it's just like no it it, it looks it, it the mold doesn't fit everybody yeah um it's kind of weird though because it reminds me of how um i'm sure you had to go through it as well but having to get evaluated for like to get diagnosed to get on a treatment to go to a program all those things you are constantly asked oh in the past few days have you been feeling suicidal have you been feeling depressed um, in the past few days, have you lost interest in... And, yes, those are all of the checklists. But I don't know about you, but have you ever felt like... You've gone through that so many times in such a short like few months that it feels so repetitive. Like, I know what my answers are. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep answering the same thing, filling out the same thing. And this has to do more with, like, almost the healthcare system. Of oh. Just, like, being transferred to one place to another, all that. Um, oh my god, don't even get me started on the healthcare system. <laughs> no, we... This is, you, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm saying like healthcare... I'm saying I'm very privileged to be depressed, you know? I have healthcare, I have my families and friends, and I have resources available. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be a privilege. That should be a right. People yeah. should be entitled to have healthcare, you know? And like, I get so mad. <laughs> like, healthcare it's, needs to be universal. It's a very long and complicated system when it should not be just because oh your insurance gets covered at one place okay it's gonna take a month to book even a consultation yeah something like that so it's like like, the medications and all stuff yeah and it's like oh you need okay but it makes sense like the evaluations they want to get it right but sometimes it's a it's a lot of repetition like i feel like a broken record yeah i am depressed i am sad these are my symptoms but also being selfish this is something i'm trying to like wrap my head around still it should not be a bad thing it can be a bad thing where it's like oh okay okay people see being selfish as okay what about other people right you're disregarding other people but in this sense um and in the sense of self-care and really love it's okay to be selfish yeah because um I don't know, just because you are the only person. Yeah, you are the main... You're the main character. (laughs) The number one priority in life is you and your pet. (laughs) But I don't have a pet, but... I'll get you you a rock. (gasps) A rock. It takes a while to get, you know, healthcare and all stuff to get help. And it's so hard to reach out because there's already so many factors that could be stopping someone from reaching out. Yeah just like you know family you know friends you're ashamed to get help resources are not available and just like healthcare. so as i said um i wanted to kill myself but once to the point that i had to go to the hospital because i was so scared to be on my own yeah i remember it was but explain I, to me that experience again because i know it was a <laughs> lot so basically i was having all these emotions and all stuff just like i i don't want to be here like i don't I felt like a burden, you know, just being here, just being sad and all stuff. And during the weekend, I just like I went away with my sister and all stuff. And then I came at home, and everyone was like, "Oh, you're fine, you know, you're not like fine." They were like, "Oh, you're good to me." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." And then I was alone in my house, and mm-hmm. there was a knife, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 "Yeah, kill." 
and I I remember I called my doctor, didn't answer. I called my therapist, didn't answer. And then I called the crisis line, and they were like, oh, you need to go to the hospital. And what was so fucked up was I had to look at Valley Medical Center and see if they accepted my insurance before getting help. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to go to the hospital and they have to charge me like $500 or more. No, because payment finances are such a big issue especially if you have like a i don't know like a very universal i mean like the basic health plan but and most like don't cover mental health and everything so they were like it's not a real issue and i just remember i called my friend and i was just sobbing and he like took me and all stuff and it was a horrible experience at the hospital not like that place was so depressing and made me want to die. <laughs> like, it was just... <laughs> Wait, was this the one where they, like, isolated you? Yeah, they isolated me in a box, stripped down everything. There was, like, nothing. They literally put a bed, and they gave me a blanket with hair on it. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I had to, like, get chaperoned to use the restroom and everything. I understand that that's a, it's a liability issue, you know? And I just remember there's someone, like, screaming in the, ho- the hallway, like, Help me! Put him down! Put him down! I'm like, what the fuck? And then a lady came to me... And I felt like I was I was truly insane because like I felt like they were gaslighting me like they were treating me like a criminal and all this stuff. They were treating treating you as if you were just like mentally like like just ill. Yeah, like crazy, like crazy and all this stuff. No, like and I'm like I I came here for help and they 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 just made me feel like even worse about myself and I just wanted to get out of there. You know, I'm yeah. like maybe this is how they set it up in the hospital. <laughs> So I, can, I want to get out and everything. But then I, a social worker came to me and I felt so validated. She's like, Cindy, I'm so proud of you coming here. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was just telling her the experience. I'm like, oh my God, the doctors and nurses here are the worst. Like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. And she was like, yes, no, you're fine. And But I want, I brought this up because she said that a lot of people, when they want to commit suicide and they come to the hospital, the number one reason is because they lack the resources. Mm-hmm. They lack therapy, they lack medication, or they lack a community. And she's like, Cindy, you have all those and everything. And she basically the thing was for me, I just need to take it easy. Okay. And I, I brought that back up just because, you know, we were talking about, like, having those things. And, like, I have all the resources. I'm very privileged, you know, yet I, I can't work it. And I, I feel like a disappointment sometimes. No. I, no, no, I feel a disappointment because I have everything. I have all, like, I have all the tools. Uh-huh. It's like an Ikea thing. I have all the tools. I have all the pieces to make the Ikea thing. But it's not really working. Like, I put it together, but it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. But that's not your fault. No, it's not. You know, it's, so not. Just, it, it's, it's easy to keep reminding us ourselves that it's not your fault, right? Yeah. Um, but I know that it's harder to fully soak it in and, like, embrace it. So if I have to keep reminding you constantly, we can do that. It's a process, right? Um yeah i don't know just the wheels in your brain just won't you're there but you're not there you're going through the motions but are you are you feeling it (laughs) yeah it's just no and i think it's really important to talk about mental health because there's so much like stigma and discrimination based upon everything there there is a lot you're not really ill you know (laughs) just think about this way if someone says they're going to the gym and getting fit, they're like, oh, good for you. They're taking vitamins or supplements. Like, oh, good for you and all stuff. They see a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, you're so fit. But if someone goes to a therapist, takes medication, have boundaries, we shame them. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I'm just thinking about how it's a, hu- it's a human thing, though. Like, it's a human experience to be going um, through this and we're human. So why are we shaming why is there shame around it right um but then i can see that maybe if um that maybe it's almost like humans should be able to function a certain way say Mm -hmm. like 100 percent. i'll just put it that way but then because of your mental health you're not functioning that 100% so what's making you not fully that for some reason and so that's like I yeah I don't know how to explain this oh, this, oh. this logic of mine if I could just like pitch in like we live in a capitalist society here in America you know mm-hmm. we're functioning to work and we're saying we're not working and then yeah our, okay yeah. okay that. our work here our worth is determined on our work you know mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know yeah 
and now we're saying that oh we can't work or we're not feeling up to work then we're, we society makes us think we're less worthy i okay that's much much better like such a better explanation um yeah but it shouldn't be tied to that though because like one's worth should not be tied to one's work nor um the products that they produce whether that's like uh their finances their actual i don't know children yeah like anything like that but i don't know it's interesting i truly had epiphany like i was thinking about it you know when people are saying you have a purpose on this world you have a mission you know and like you like your worth like you must do something to show your worth but no i feel like we're just sent in this life to just enjoy it mm-hmm. and everything we're not sent here to do something to be great we're just here to enjoy life and everything to experience it to experience it and all stuff and i think that's really important and i think that's also affects mental health because like, you're thinking like i need to do something i need to like show i want to be remembered and all stuff it's like it's a lot of pressure yeah um yeah but do you see what i mean like just like everyone's thinking, like oh, i need to do something i need to do something great and everything but no i think we just enjoyed life and everything you don't always need to be 100 this is gonna sound so cheesy i know no 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 it no, no, so uh, does <laughs> i was i was just gonna be like talking about this wanting to be great right this is gonna sound so cheesy do it. warning warning but you just have to find that greatness in yourself and like own it and like obviously you sound like a hospital inspiration poster <laughs> you find the greatness within you <laughs> no that's why i said it was gonna be so corny um but it truly i don't know for me okay this is almost steering off a completely different route but just growing into yourself and fully just like embracing that is so important and it's still a journey that both you and i are working on i'm sure a lot of other people are too and it's like but we'll get there yeah just remember you are the number one priority you are the main character and all this stuff your life is not to please others it's Mm -hmm. to please yourself it's your life yeah yeah just just remember you are you're like a bank account remember you must invest money in others that Mm -hmm. like bring joy enrich your life but also make investments in yourself Mm -hmm. because you are worth it i am a bank account we are bank accounts (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah no just like I, also like with friends and everything uh-huh. do you want to talk about that you can, you, we can we can talk about that um but something in terms of stigma still something i wanted to get back in touch with is um the stigma around medication oh my gosh for okay first there's the stigma around medication and also therapy mm-hmm. first of all therapy regardless of how you feel i feel like it's so important for everyone therapy should just be universal yeah like even if it's just talking to somebody and your therapist might not be saying much it's still to get it off your plate and like i used to be the type of person who was like okay i used to be the person who would say therapy what's that gonna do it's just me talking and i can just talk to myself journal whatever Mm. like i didn't feel much of its effects and i was like my and i don't i didn't expect it to be revolutionary and it's still not revo- like extremely revolutionary for me but um it takes time because when i first started therapy um i only saw my therapist once every two weeks so right. it wasn't too much um and my experience was i would just be talking they would say some things but it wasn't anything crazy. I was just letting off my chest and there's someone who's paid to listen to me, right? And then now with my new current therapist, um, similar similar things, um, but I'm seeing her more, like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still just sitting there listening to me blabber on about whatever. But sometimes, I think once you start opening up more, right and just becoming vulnerable then that's when real process yeah real uh, real things can process and it's like i don't know i because because i definitely gave into that stigma of therapy just being like eh, whatever right but it's 
I'm actually grateful for it and I don't know I think even being able to talk about what's on your chest without feeling like it's a burden to your friends or judgment or judgment is so important because outside of your uh, therapy session um I think most therapists have like a confidentiality thing where it's just like if I see you out in public then unless you initiate like that yeah kind yeah, of stuff, yeah yeah so it's kind of like safe space let mm-hmm. it out and sometimes you get a new fresh perspective about how you're feeling what you're going through yeah and, and no- it's helpful a non-biased one they can really call you out and be like really or like <laughs> I'm like uh and I think it's really important to realize that your friends are not your therapist you know exactly I, think it, I know you can't be like uh, like you can't always rely on your friends to help to make them feel better you know they have their own lives you know? yeah they can't be draining out the energy like not to say like yes your friends can be there for you but there's like a boundary there needs to be a boundary and all stuff yeah boundaries are so important yeah um for you for your friend for everyone yeah and i I think it's very nice to have like a therapist to call me out be like really cindy and like to push those questions and questions you don't think about yeah and for me um i've been in therapy for a year now and all stuff and i feel like i've definitely grown with therapy and all stuff with confidence i was able to real get like realize the root of my issues mm. to able to solve them and all stuff and i wouldn't have done that without her so proud of you and her i know she's so she, proud well like it, it, it's been great she like i literally i was like one time i was crying like i'm so sorry i'm crying she's like why are you sorry why are you, you're you're showing your emotions that's okay yeah and i felt so like validated like wow I can cry because, like, literally, my mom be like, "Why are you crying, Cindy?" I'll give you a reason to cry. I'm like, "What the?" What but this the? one, she's like, "It's okay, Cindy. Cry it out." I'm like, yeah. "Really? I can cry?" Okay. Saying that though, um, how you're like, you you're saying that you were apologizing for crying. It's so weird to hear that because the I know that the you that I've met and gotten to know would be like, be unapologetic. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of. Wow. Yeah, no, that's one of the things. I've grown into that and all this stuff. Like, with therapy, like, I used to be, like, before, prior, I used to be, like, a people pleaser, apologize for my actions and all this stuff. And I'm like, why am I apologizing for who I am? Mm-hmm. I should not. These are my feelings mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So, no, yeah, exactly. Cry yeah. it out. You don't have to ex- <laughs> excuse yourself. You do not have to, you do not owe anyone an explanation. Yeah. And I always say to you, you always say sorry. I'm like, don't say sorry, Kim. Why are you saying sorry? You are not hurting me. I'm offering you my services. <laughs> woman, especially women, apologize way too often. For what? I apologize a lot. I know. And that's why I get angry at you. Stop apologizing. So- <laughs> See, excuse me. Never apologize. I was going to say so sorry. <laughs> um, okay, another thing with therapy. Insurance again. Insurance always comes into play. Like, Or even finding the right therapist. Yeah, or a good one. Sometimes your ther- or the therapist is like... Like, sometimes, obviously, people don't mesh therapists and clients don't mesh sometimes um so it's it's hard because i know some friends they they recently also wanted to get into therapy uh like get started with therapy and sometimes it's hard because you're not meeting frequently or just starting off with the right therapist is Mm -hmm. not always you just don't find the right therapist right away and it's hard because you're like okay but what's this going to do to my finances sometimes there's a late fee if you come in late for your session or it's the only one offered yeah therapist or um or there's like a all sorts of fees and it's like so difficult but for those people if they are listening i just want to tell them to keep pushing through because yeah it will be beneficial in the long run at least and that's why a lot of people don't want to reach out for help because of all the barriers There's to even not. get that. Yeah. And all stuff. And I'm just like, that's. I wish, hopefully in the future, there will be a world for hexes and accommodations to everyone and all stuff. <sighs> so infuriating. A lot of things. Yeah. Um, oh, I mentioned something that I wanted to get back onto. Oh, what was it? Oh, men- okay. Therapist, right? So finding a therapist and medications so i was very lucky my therapist and i we clicked she's a she's a woman of color and all stuff mm-hmm. so i was like i was and she, she was a child of an immigrant so like we were able to click on everything you know mm-hmm. and then also for medication a lot of people struggle to find a medication that fits for them you haven't started that process yet there's also a lot of side effects yeah and n- nobody wants those side effects i do not want 
certain side effects. Yeah, um, I'm like I have no side effects whatsoever. The first medications they ever gave me, I still use them. So I don't know. I'm just like really scared, and also this like um, stigma of being on medication and being mentally ill and rely on medication and, and being dependent on it. It's portrayed so badly in media, um, and TV and all that. Just like being addicted. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to rely on something to function. My, my that, that's really my main concern. Like, my doctors always try to up my dose. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, like, let's keep it and all that stuff. But what my um, doctor just told me, she's like, Sydney, just remember, you need you need this now, so you don't need it later. You know, boost it up, mm-hmm. so I won't have need much more. I won't have to be on it for longer and everything. I don't know if you've experienced this though, um, of just like other people's opinions on it um having your parents your friends um and i know it's all good intentions obviously because um in terms of parents parental figures and stuff or just i think older adults um i have gotten the advice that if you're able to just you can do it without medication yeah go on without like if you think Mm. you're capable like it's best if you can go on with medication and the thing is i don't know like i I don't i don't have an answer to that and then the other perspective that that i'm getting also well intentioned uh well intended is i'm scared for you and i think it would help in the long run yeah just like because of obviously what I've what they've witnessed from me that sounds that sounds so horrible as if I've done crazy <laughs> things but um no my mom when I like when she discovered I was like taking little struggles she was like oh my gosh she thought I was like a drug dealer she's like no. why are you taking all this but um I'm very grateful to have my friends and my siblings to not give me any shame they, they were just it's just like taking vitamins you know you're doing it to hope that your body gets better and i have seen improvement with therapy and medications i wouldn't even be here so proud of you i'm so proud of you thank you yeah i'm trying to i think i i was i've been stalling in terms of like making my decision mm-hmm. just because i'm like okay maybe i can be stable enough and what if therapy will help and I can survive without the medication. But a part of me is like, hmm. But I don't know. It's still a process. It's still a lot going on in my mind. It's, it's just like the IKEA. You have all the pieces. You just need a hammer. The medications. I, I just, I just need to choose it. I no, not choose it. Make a decision. Make if you a, need the hammer or just your palm heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. But I'll make a decision soon. The date is coming up soon. But I'm not like rushing or any. I don't know, cause I can't stall it. Cause now I'm like, I've been prescribed. Like mm-hmm. I'm able to be prescribed the medication, but it's my choice at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But let's see. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of mental health? Your experiences? Anything you think would be? beneficial sharing or just anything on your mind you met me before like my like i was very like now more severe mentally ill but you met me before it's just like i had a strong sense of who i was Mm -hmm. and what i'm capable of doing you know i'm like i'm cindy i can write 17 pages in one night it's no problem and it's just like i felt i sometimes i do feel like i'm losing myself Mm -hmm. with mental but the thing is it's like i'm a snake i'm not a snake What's the thing that sheds skin? Oh, snake. Oh, snake. You are okay. Yeah. Not so, not a snake in that sense. No, 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 but, but you, apparently, like, I'm basically a snake. I had a new that the previous me that I knew was like an old skin. I'm shedding that off. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a new skin. How are you feeling about that new skin? I used to be shameful, but now I feel better. You know, I'm more confident. I'm able to set boundaries. I may sound like a bitch sometimes. You know, that's who I am. I'm Sounds more, like a wonderful skin. Yeah, I'm more unapologetic and. I, I feel like I, I know who I am more, you know. Yeah. Sounds like a wonderful skin. I don't know. That sounds really weird to say, but wonderful. Um, what's yeah. it? 
Um, but I think I just I I think the most important thing about mental health is just to have grace within yourself. But what I mean by that is just like be patient with yourself. Like you're trying your hardest, you're trying the best. And the thing is, I know this sounds so corny. Not like your recovery is not going to be linear. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have relapses and everything. That's that's what's scary though. Um, not and not to scare anyone off. Um, but the thing with that is, once you go through just like such the lowest of lows, right? You never want to feel that low ever again. But and you're trying to find tools mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't get as low, but it's never a hundred percent preventable. So there's always that risk, and it's always mm-hmm. so scary. Cause again, like I said multiple times, I'm a broken record at this point. You never want to feel what you felt, and you're like, you just never want to feel it ever again. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't describe it to yourself, nor other people. I just feel like. For me, in a way, it's just like, uh, I don't even know how to swim. I don't even know how I'm using this comparison. It's just like, I'm trying to go afloat, mm-hmm. and there's like a tide pushing me down. Mm. And I know I can get out, but I just let the tide push me back in. And I just get stuck, and I'm drowning underwater. Okay. I don't even know how to swim, but that's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> it's okay. I, I don't know how to swim either. Oh. But another comparison that I've used to ex- try to explain it to other people, which... I did not owe anybody an explanation, but anyways, I did have to explain myself, and this is what I was think, um, what I thought of in terms of, I don't know what it is with swimming, the ocean, water, but <laughs> don't you know how I know, but um, just more like you feel like you're you're drowning, mm-hmm. you're surrounded, you're by water, mm-hmm. you're deep underwater. But you're almost floating up to the surface, but you're still drowning, and you're just surrounded by empty, empty space, just water, and you're really trying hard to just like stay afloat and go up. But there's something pulling you. Down. Yeah, but you're still just drowning, and you're. But then it's so hard to whenever you do get like that, those like gas bear. Yeah, to keep being motivated and coming up because you're so used to being underwater so yeah like you drown yourself in your emotions that's literally what it is drowning in your emotions you Um, would literally drown if you went in the water (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know what's with swimming in water we don't even know i I like i like water though (laughs) be hydrated yes um yeah but super interesting experience um something else that you reminded me of though when you were talking about I don't even know how to explain what okay but something you did remind me of is um mental health and its relations with school and academics because that's I know you've gone through a little bit of a struggle in terms of professors deadlines all that kind of stuff a lot yeah but any words on that I guess um, I definitely feel, oh, I'll just explain. So basically last winter quarter, I would, um, before the quarter started, like the quarter started and I came to my professor and I'm like, Hey, I have a panic attack disorder. You know, mm-hmm. that means I have like severe panic attacks and all that stuff. I might puke. I, I just like, I feel like I'm dying, you know? And I was just telling him like, is there any way for me to do the exams outside of class? Like I'll do it in your office hour. I'll come like whatever you need. I'll try it. But may I have this on combination? He said, can you get over it? I'm like, what? And he's like, if, you, if you're if not willing to like comply. He got fired, thankfully. And it was just like, I had to drop the class. And then FAFSA wanted to like return money and like stop giving me money because I was only taking 12 credits. I wasn't considered like a full-time student. And I think, and it was just like this mess with battle and all stuff but then i have the disability like service came in and helped me mm-hmm. but to this day that me dropping the class still impacts me now because at, since i dropped that class every quarter i have to take 18 credits and all stuff and it's been kind of rough and um as you know i had you know the little hospital visit <laughs> and i came back 
and I was gone for a week and I thought the teachers would be more lenient with me mm-hmm. but they're just like no you have to do all the homework and all stuff and I was told I asked a teacher for me to be lenient with the deadlines and everything mm-hmm. I'm like can I have more time oh can I have the powerpoints and all stuff he told to me it's not fair to the other students even though I was gone for a week and then that caused me so much stress of missing school and my teachers not being lenient and making combinations for me that I, I got sick again like I had like I lost my voice because I throat, remember I, that I was yeah. so sick my, I was so stressed my throat I think people don't realize that like mental health impacts your physical health it like, does I told you like the first time my anxiety was so bad I had to go into the hospital oh yeah I I didn't mention that, but I went to the hospital because I didn't like use the restroom for like a week. No. <laughs> and they really thought I had like a, like a kidney issue and all that stuff. I was like, they thought I had like a real physical issue. Like people don't realize how badly mental health can impact your physical. It impacts a lot. Yeah, I was so stressed from my school that I lost my voice because my throat was so inflamed. That was horrible. And so communicating with your professors is hard. Yeah, because. I think I'm asking for accommodations, but they take those accommodations and make them accommodate themselves on what they're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one asking for help. And it's just, I was actually talking to my professor about this. Um, Someone lost their life at UW and everything. Oh no. A few years ago. And I was saying like, do UW faculty and staff, do they not have like mental health training, you know, diverse training about Mm -hmm. this stuff? They said no. They don't provide anything. So teachers don't know how to help students in this and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, they're like, I know you're having a difficult time, Cindy. I'm like, you are making it <laughs> difficult right now. So, so it makes it more difficult, yeah. Yeah, I just, I have a lot of professors who don't believe it's a thing and everything. And I'm like, oh gosh. I don't know. Acknowledging that there's a problem but not doing anything about it is a problem. <laughs> is a problem in itself. Especially with mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So frustrating. I'm I'm very thankful though for still having my friends and family to support me. I know you you were talking about like struggle with friendships and all stuff and them invalidating you and all stuff. I I think different people with their different personalities, characters, stories will handle mental health and your experiences very different. right um my experiences with how my recent um depressive episode that's what i can call it um okay my recent depressive episode was my biggest one and worst 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 one yet like i don't horrible like i don't want to go anywhere near it and i would not want to go back in time to experience it at all um and the people who had to witness and deal with that um not deal they didn't have to deal with that that witnessed it um (laughs) what's another uh, yeah uh just it was hard for everyone i think and so it strained a lot of my relationships um and it impacted just a lot just because of how i was perceiving myself others everything around me combined with the anxiety combined with me being critical being aware but hyper aware of myself and others that i just it was it was a lot it was crazy and it was just a really interesting environment um this was when i was back in boston right Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing is, I would consider Boston as my comfort city, like my place that I want to go to because that's where I feel like I can be myself, go somewhere alone and just comfort myself and maybe the unknown. But at the same time, there were other things impacting it, just like people, school, whatever. And um, I don't. I can't blame the people that also had to go through it with me just because it's a learning process and how you handle things. Hey, sometimes you make mistakes, right? Um, And I also take ownership for some of the choices that I made um, that could have impacted and harmed um, my friends around me and stuff. We love accountability. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time what's it i take yeah i take accountability of it and i want to just i don't know move on i don't know i'm being very vague um i am being very vague i will admit that but i don't know friendships are really hard for me because i love people i love getting to know new people um and meeting them and truly truly getting to know someone one-on-one um but sometimes i'm so drained that i don't know like it it prevents me from that just yeah just having that energy because i i try to be positive and just like optimistic if possible but sometimes i it's hard for me to do that but i don't want to show that to other people because i'm not trying to obviously like drag any energies down um yeah now i'm just going on a complete tangent. no 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 i think i think like those are kind of like warning signs because for my friends when i was like in severe depressed i just told them hey i'm not ignoring you uh-huh. i'm just being isolated and they just left me alone and just kept on checking in and all that stuff. And they knew that it wasn't personal. I wasn't angry at them and all that stuff. It was just I couldn't even bear to talk to anyone. Yeah. And all that stuff. And I think you really need to find those friends who understand and are patient with you. That's, that is um, a weird situation with myself that I will admit is that there is a weird... Okay, in terms of needing my space being alone um this is what i came to the realization with my therapist i have grown up um with space okay i have grown up with uh people around me who have given me my space Mm -hmm. right um so that way i had to deal with things by myself so i was used i was used to being given space and being alone independent Mm -hmm. but at the same time not really because constantly surrounded by my grandparents my my siblings all that um so i'm used to being given space even till this day most people are like oh she's going through it she's sensitive let's tippy toe around it let's give her her space let's give her her room to deal with it and she will be fine right um do you not want that seriously that's where i'm getting to because Mm -hmm. a part of but then the other part of me that i'm realizing is i don't want space i want my space to be intruded that sounds really bad but to be like i want some people to come into my space and comfort you comfort me distract me whatever you may think let's have fun like let's just disrupt my space because when I am given space, that's when my thoughts are running at 200%. And that's never good because my mind is already crazy. Yeah. But then I don't know, because I'm so used to being given space, I don't know how to communicate that I don't want the space yeah. to be filled. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like, I sleep in the living room in my yeah. house because I'm scared to be by myself. I'm scared of not what i'm gonna do but like what am i gonna think you know so i'm just like because your your mind is powerful it's it's self-sabotage constantly 24 7 it's always on self-sabotage mode you know if i'm alone and i'm gonna have you know self-doubts and you know yeah so that's something i realized so Um, funny but it's it's something that's so hard for me to communicate because i'm always like i want to reach out to people and i want people to reach out to me but it's so hard for me to say please like drag me out but i know at the same time it's nobody's role nobody's job to drag me out i'm more than capable but at the same time I'll drag you out. <laughs> that sounds so like an insult i'm gonna drag you out do it please <laughs> um but yeah so that's something i'm trying to learning to communicate um with the people around me my family my friends mm-hmm. right but it's it's a work in progress like it's hard i can't always be like people can't read my mind i can't read my mind sometimes i don't know my emotions and i'll just say i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah and then you get annoyed at yourself for saying i don't know multiple times because you genuinely don't know Mm -hmm. and other people can get frustrated because 
since you can't owe yourself an you can't give yourself an explanation you can't give other people an explanation even if you don't owe them one yeah it's 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 a lot no i don't totally understand that for me i struggle to communicate and all stuff just because like my mom never taught me to like express emotions you know she taught me to suppress them until i blow up this is gonna sound really weird um thankfully for me my main issue has been my depression and not my anxiety that sounds really weird to say no me too yeah but we're getting through it and i don't know is there anything else we should address and talk about anything else on your mind i just want to say no feeling is final you may be feeling like you have the shittiest day and it's everything's fucked up in all ways possible and you just need to remind yourself that like no feeling is temp- it's like it's permanent it's just temporary mm-hmm. and that's one of the beauties in life you get to have all these emotions but like it's so hard to like have that thought and process it when you're in your darkest mode ever yeah. you know it's just oh my gosh i hate depression but in a way when we read it, i'm kind of thankful i have it because it gives me like different types of perspectives and to always be cautious you know Uh that other people might be going through it you know it makes sense yeah i'm just like i am thankful because like i like there's like one of the shows i watch i used to hate the character i thought she was so annoying and all stuff but then like now with my depression therapy and all stuff it was just trauma yeah to be patient also people are you don't know what they're going through yeah yeah i think it's all a journey right regardless of if you're uh struggling with your mental health or not um but everyone is going through something so like going back to that thing of be kind i think choosing kindness um with yourself and with other people um because again you don't know what they're going through and that sounds so corny like it's it's a it's a corny saying but it's true for the most part um and both you and i were going through our own journeys but if we can be there to support each other um and our friends and our family then that makes things a little bit better because i don't know about you i know these are like wrapping closing thoughts and stuff but something i just realized is i want to feel something but for the most part i feel numb because i'm suppressing all my emotions because i don't want to feel because i'm avoiding a certain emotion depression yeah um i'm avoiding wanting uh feeling hurt feeling sadness feeling anger frustration so because i'm suppressing that i it, it also suppresses my other emotions of oh being happy being excited and it's like it's weird because it's not that I don't feel happy or excited or anything like that anymore, but it's just that I feel it feels weird to be to say that, and I don't know what I feel like. My emotions are on them. That's the thing. I do, <laughs> but um, just like to tie back that perspective, like I understand why people go to the substance substance abuse to like avoid those feelings you know yeah or to feel something at all when you're in such a depression so like i un- i understand why yeah and we do need help from stuff but no but i hope i hope that people can talk about it can talk about their emotions i know that's hard um embrace the, their emotions and themselves for it um and just i don't know like honestly you never know who's willing to listen and talk to you as well like who would have thought that i'd be talking to you about this because when we first met you were just a random person on instagram whose photography whose photographs wait i can't talk who i thought was really talented and i was just like hey i don't know you but i saw that you took some pictures of some people i know so can you take my senior photos like it was that easy and now we're here or i don't know sometimes you meet good people yeah definitely i think my my only wrapping thoughts is just like look out for the warning signs if you feel like something's wrong please speak up 
and if you if you're if your doctor just like you know gaslights you saying like nah nothing go to another one ask for another doctor i know it's like a lot of work but you won't regret it and all stuff and the just, work will be worth the effort yeah it's just but you we'll know so it. it's so hard to get like to get resources and all stuff yeah and it's, it's just crazy <laughs> yeah and i know this um like this conversation is just the beginning if anything it's just like a snippet of everything else that's going on like there's so much more that's going on as well that we probably haven't even touched that we're being vague about all that but we'll come back better with the mic yes we'll come back and talk about this um yeah but i guess that was our wrapping thoughts and hopefully um if anyone wants to reach out and share anything on their mind please feel free like contact me personally um and i love to talk i love to hear your thoughts and i guess before may ends happy mental health awareness month yay remember there is no shame there's no shame i mean there's shame from society but there's no shame to reaching out for help okay sounds good there's no shame no shame so to end the month thank you for listening to another episode of kin's conversations yay